John Candy, who is no stranger to Second City. Now, tonight I have got a very special guest. She is Second City alumni. She was on It's the Gary Shandling Show, Cheers, and so much more. The very talented, wonderful Bernadette Burkett. Breakers. Come on, you want to look at it? Sure, I'll look. Bring it up for Ken, everyone. I'm just Bob the Mouse. I'm oh. just going to put him here. This is I take him everywhere and tell my grandson that he's been there. Oh, good. There he is. I love it. Um, I was just going to show the clip okay, of you um, in Heartbreakers uh, with Ray Liotta. This yep. lovely scene. There's my wonderful new daughter-in-law. Are you avoiding me? Uh, no. I gotta go. Don't let it bother you. She's shyer than shit. Uh, what is it you do, Mr. Stagliano? A college professor. Oh, uh, what do you teach? College stuff. What are you, a fucking cop? Uh, what are you, a fucking cop? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they cut that out. It might, it might, it might have cut that out. I'm sorry it if might, I made It might have been language. a network version Look at of it. This. And I asked Mom, I guess, oh what their God. favorite candy is, and yours was? It's, it's black licorice. Black licorice, oh. Oh. Or red. Or, I don't know, I just always liked it. It's, you, Andrew Alexander, Jim Belushi, and Miriam Flynn all have also loved black licorice on the show. Really? Yeah. Wow. And we're all so much alike. I know. Yeah. I was going to say, you couldn't tell you guys no, apart at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so please enjoy, and there is red Thank licorice you. floating around somewhere. And that's like. great too. I like that as well. I know. Well, they're both delicious. <laughs> You're from Chicago. I am indeed. And you come from a family of like sixty-five brothers and sisters. I, I do. Uh, and and they have mates and children. We're really ashamed of ourselves as far as the globe is concerned. Uh, no, I'm the oldest of ten. I have seven younger really? brothers and and two younger sisters. Wow. We've all been fairly prolific. <laughs> also. Forty, 42 nieces and nephews, I think. Oh, wow. That's a one big family wow. reunion. It is. When my grandmother died, somebody said to my aunt, you know, is there any charity that you should give money to, in, you know, in my grandmother's name? And she said, yes, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> so. okay. Did you always want to be an actress? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, you know... You get a lot of experience entertaining your siblings, so I was just gonna say, there's your it audience. seemed like the, there was always a sometimes more in my family than in the audience in the theaters, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, an audience, and so yeah, that was that was your way of but, but but I didn't think about being an actor, you know what I mean? What did you want to be when I, you grew up? The Pope. <laughs> I wanted seriously, I wanted to be the Pope or Robin Hood. <laughs> and my mother said, what are you, insane? Those are men. You're a girl. I go, well, but why can't I? What's the... Because when you're little, you don't know a no, gender thing. you don't thing. know the difference. Yeah, you just go, you know, I want the Davy Crockett outfit, too. Oh, yeah, I always want Why do Davy I have to be the stupid girl no. that just, just, like, helped onto the horse? Come on. Cowboys and I'll idiots. ride the horse, thank you. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. Now, uh, how did you find improvisation? Also uh, through your siblings? No, no. Well, they're all younger than I. They, I was a trailblazer. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, actually, uh, 
Well, I, I started out being trained, classically trained, as they might say, mm -hmm. at the Goodman Theater, which um, is a conservatory program where you, you know, you're a student and then you move into productions and whatever. But I got uh, sidelined uh, my uh, first semester, my second year, I got pregnant. Okay. And, you know, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> God knows, uh, and it, um, you know, it, it sort of took sort of you took a different a, path. Yeah, sidelined me for a bit, um, but then, uh, uh, and then I had another child, and I was out uh, trying to get back into, trying to get a job that I felt was uh, something I could do. At time, or just or whatever, just something I could do, and so uh, I guess I was working in advertising, to, working as a rep in advertising, because okay. I was trying to get work, and I met this photographer who asked me to be his rep, and blah blah blah. But anyway, in through that, I met um, Bern Piven, okay, and I started taking workshops with Bern, and um, in the meantime, my then husband of four years decided to dump me. Oh. So, well, that's yeah. his choice, that also, you know. <laughs> he didn't like, he wanted to be a vegetarian, too. <laughs> um, you know, they, whatever. They went Do ahead. whatever you want with that. So, uh, so he, um, he, he um, dumps me. And um, I was like, yeah, I have two kids. I was really depressed. And so I had a friend who. So you started taking classes. Well, I didn't really. I had a friend who worked in the box office okay. at Second City. And something that lots of people don't know, Bernie and Joyce were very good friends with a lot of people in the visual arts, fine artists yes. from the Art Institute of Chicago, which is where my ex-husband was from. And so I knew a bunch of artists and whatever. And this woman, Nancy Barsamian was her name, worked in the box office. And um, she called me and she said, look, they're looking for a woman. They're going to hire another woman. You should come and audition. And you're funny, you should audition. I thought, oh God, how could I do this? So I pulled myself together and I went to this audition and, you know, I mean, it was, but I got called back and so it was like a cattle call and I got called back, but I didn't get in. But Michael Gelman, who was calling people to tell them the, the news, and called- And an audition for Second for City. For Second City. And, but I had no workshop. I mean, I had Burn Piven and, you know, uh, classical training or whatever. But so uh, uh, Michael Gelman told me, he goes, you know, they didn't hire you, but they almost did. If you take workshops, I'll bet you get in. So I thought, okay. Great. The only workshop I could take to coincide with babysitting was Dell's. Okay, Dell Close. Wow. Dell had just moved back from living in San Francisco. And he was having a workshop, not to conflict with jo Josephine's workshops, okay. but, and I had to have a workshop on Saturday afternoon so I could get up in the morning, not that this is a heartbreaking tale, but I got up in the morning and took my two sons to my grandmother's house so they could, she could watch them. And then I came back to Second City and took the workshop and then went back there. So that's how I wound up in Dell's workshop. And wow. two years later, I got hired. You got hired at Second City? Uh -huh. I did. That's great. 
the babysitting thing was a real that was problem. A, that was a juggling. No, I mean, nobody had kids. I mean, you, you and sort you of had them the, at the bar, right? Well, sometimes I did. <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah, it was better than leaving them in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I uh, sometimes would have to, you know, I had friends from the workshop. Judy Tenuto was a regular babysitter for my children. They have a lot of problems. <laughs> she would come and play the, the accordion for them. And, uh, oh and you were also in an improv uh, troupe, uh, the Reification Reification Company, company now, was... Now, was that before or after It, it was City? simultaneous, which was a Have, bit of a conflict. Yes. That's okay. us. Okay, so you can't really... I guess you can see it now. I don't know if Noni is in that. Um, Rob Riley down in the corner. All of those people worked at Second City. Oh wow! And and um, simultaneously? No. Okay. No. no, we we sort of well, S Second City ate us, and so <laughs> there was no. How can you do reification company if if you're everybody's all, all working? So all of those, everybody in that photo worked at Second City, not workshops, but worked there. Okay. And this is reification company. This is us on the road, and this is a this is a scene that we did that. Is childbirth? It's accidentally watching oh. uh, your, you know, somebody who ha has it on a recording of their vacation, and on that same loop is the birth of a baby. <laughs> and it's, but anyway, it wound up in a, it wound up in a Canadian show, closing it, I think. Oh, really? Closing a show in the Canadian show, and but was really a briefcase company scene, but we crossed over so much that. It just all the, it kind yeah, of blurred together. Kind of blurred it just felt together. like everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. was yeah. the same one just same one thing. One family. One big fam one big happy family. But really, Sheldon had enormous uh, Sheldon Patinkin. Yeah, Sheldon Patinkin so was I the artistic. So I met Sheldon through uh, through Burn Piven through right. the workshops in Evanston. Later, I, I was um, you still kept at busy. City. I, kept busy. I've always been busy. You're always busy. Um, but <laughs> Sheldon. Um, who was the artistic director at Second City Second for Second City in Canada, and yes. he was also uh, a producer of the SETV. Yep. And um, so he moved back from Canada and was taking these workshops, uh, teaching these workshops with at the Pivot Theater. Okay. So, um, so I was in his workshop and I said, you know, Sheldon, we have this group, and we're uh, Dell formed us but abandoned us immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no interest in us whatsoever. So, kind of sounds like death. Yeah. So, uh, so Sheldon said, "Yeah, sure, I'll come." And he came, and he was amazing. Yeah. He really knew how to uh, uh, pull you. He he is the a real ensemble maker. Yeah. He really was helpful, and um, and he gave very few notes, but he said to me, um, don't hide, uh, listen, and tell the truth. Okay. Those are his big notes, and I'm sorry, but that's pretty much the best thing you can yeah. tell anybody who's an improviser. That's so, great advice. Yeah, yeah. Now, was it true that Sheldon also kind of pushed you into directing? Oh, he did. Uh, <laughs> so I, so, uh, this is in, I guess, in right after the earthquake in Los Angeles. So 1994, four, the big yeah. one? So Sheldon calls me and he goes, uh, Andrew's looking for somebody to direct Northwest. And he goes, you've got to do this. Because I've been in, 
the, two, the summer before, I was in Michigan. We had a summer house in Michigan. And I would commute back and forth for Sheldon's workshop, directing workshop, on, on Saturdays. No, on, no, 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 they were Thursdays. And so Adam McKay was in it. Oh, wow. I, I drove 220 miles at leaving Michigan at 6 o'clock in the morning <gasps> and then drove back at night. Dedication. My kids were 6, 5, and 4. Wow. And I would, they would stay with my mom and George, and I'd go back and do Sheldon's workshop. And then I'd go to um, the, uh, I'd go to the market and uh, then drive back to Michigan. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did you meet George? I met George at Second City. <laughs> and um, of course, you can't meet anyone outside of Second City. <laughs> no, once there because no normal person would ever date you. And George was very brave. You know, I had two, I had two children, and, and uh, of course, I hid them from him. No, I <laughs> I'm joking. I told him that they were my short roommates. <laughs> uh, uh, but George, George and, oh, here, those, George and Joel and Danny Breen were roommates. Oh, wow. They lived in this apartment in Chicago that was lovingly referred to as the energy center because no one ever rose before 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and so uh, uh, when George, George and I were like, you know, there, there was a lot of chemistry. And we would be on, we were doing, we'd be on the road or whatever. And um, I, I go, well, we come back to the energy center. I go, well, well, I gotta go. And Joe, George would go, I only live like six blocks away. George would go, I'll walk you home. And Joel would go, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, so it's like you're dating so a lot finally, of people in the beginning. <laughs> so finally, like it's the 4th of July and we were, we were like the open, no, we followed the Chicago Symphony at Ravinia. They opened for us. Oh, wow. Mozart. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's Bicentennial Romance. This is 40 years ago of now. This is uh, 1976. So uh, finally, Joel is playing Pong with Larry Coven at 2350 Club. So George can walk me home, and we've been together ever since. Oh, my gosh. Fourth of July. Yep. So could you say that's the best thing that came out of Second City? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we also have three children. Yes. So there's a bond there, too. Yes, there is yeah, a bond yeah. there. They're not yeah, just yeah. Second City. Yeah. Uh, what happened uh, when you stepped off? There's a story. You oh, stepped yes. off stage well, at Chateau, Chateau Louise. We were, we were out at the Chateau Louise for like two years before they um, had this other Northwest company. And um, the... The theater there insisted that they have their stage manager. And their stage manager was like reluctant to put the glow tape that we need around the edges of the stage. Uh, they, they just were like stonewalling us. And so this is the last night of previews. And so I'm, we just had just done Young Totes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a satire of young Americans. So I'm walking. Walking off stage in the dark with hardly, and I, and I, suddenly I'm eight feet down, <gasps> like in the orchestra pit, and the lights come up, 
and some man in the audience sees me on the ground and goes, oh my God, oh that's terrible. Are you all right? He goes, shh, that's next scene. <laughs> so I had to leave the theater and go all the way out into the lobby, all the way around it, up the back stairs and get into my costume for dummies and then be ready to go on stage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Similar thing happened to me. I was in a play and I was, they had built stairs and there was between the platform and the stairs there was a crack. I had my heel and it went through it. It was rehearsal, so there was only a few people in the audience and I had gracefully fallen down a flight of stairs Oy. and land, legs up, hands up, pause. And then my friend who was supposed to come off stage, he's like, I was waiting for your cue, but you didn't come off stage. So all of a sudden I pop up, run off, and then continue the scene because I was like, everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, totally fine. I had to finish the scene. So I said my line and walked right off. That's right. I mean, you, you kind of you go with you gotta it. You got to go with it. And uh, <laughs> of course, I walked like a slut for three months because I, <laughs> because I couldn't put my heels down. It was so painful. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a good look for me. <laughs> so Sheldon Batinkin. Yes got you into directing, but he also directed you he in Sexual, sexual Perversity, Perversity in Chicago. So when was another th break I took from Second City, yeah. And then what was that play like? And that, that was obviously in Chicago. It was in Chicago. It was at the Apollo Theater. And it was the first thing Sheldon directed after he moved back to Chicago. He'd, he'd been in Toronto, and then he was in New York for a little bit, and then he came back to Chicago. And it was just, it was, I, you know, it was an extraordinary experience, um, but I, I have to say, you know, when I was uh, when I was doing it, um, uh, you know, there was a period of time when I was naked at, in it. Uh, eventually, they'd let me wear underwear so I wouldn't get rug burns on my behind. Oh gosh! Um, but I had said yes, to my mother, you know, I, you know, I'm in a play. You know, it's a great job, and I got this, you know, this long run of a show. And I go, I have to take my clothes off. You know, I would be naked. And she goes, ah, you better do it now. Soon nobody will want you to do it. <laughs> so it's great advice for your mother. So, yeah. Words of wisdom for I mom. I thought she'd be shocked, but no. <laughs> wow. Well, ten, ten kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we ran for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, there... And then Sheldon kind of, you know, had this brainchild he did this, uh, uh, he pulled a bunch of Second City people together with um, people from um, Steppenwolf, okay. and we did scenes from Lovers and Other Strangers as a fun fundraiser. But he always yeah. had this, there was, for him, there was no division, there was no separation, there wasn't this kind of theater, right. a serious theater, or, you know, I mean, he just. No, Sheldon was great was just, like that, he yeah. was just, I, he lived with my mom and my dad in an apartment. In the apartment, was he down the basement, the house? He had the second city house, and that's where my yeah. It was I, Sheldon was always great. Yeah, I always loved Sheldon. Yeah. Um, Bernie Sollins, what influence did he have on you at Second City? Well, <laughs> so well, Bernie influence on everyone, right? Uh, you know. I always think of Bernie, I always think of the idea of commitment and integrity and playing to the top of your intelligence mm -hmm. and that, I mean, sometimes it, 
uh, you know, it can, would stretch things so that you would make it smarter than it was when it was just funny. Right. He was much more uh, uh, um, emphatic about that with Chicago than he was with the Canadians. You guys could be funny, and he wouldn't like give you a hard time. But right. it was, he was like, he was that way with uh, Chicago, I think, because he wanted it to be, he wanted it to be the best that it could possibly be. Right. When I was directing this, when I was directing the Northwest show, he had already sold the, the uh, theater to Andrew. And so I was on my way in, and uh, I hadn't seen him in a while. And he goes, Bernadette, how's the show going? Do you hate everything? Do you hate your actors, and do you think everything is shit? <laughs> I said, no, Bernie, I, I love my actors. I, they're great. He goes, Dad, you're nowhere near ready. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> you were one of, of only four or five female directors? Five women directors in the history of Second, Second City. City. Talk to them. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a, there's Betty, myself, Barb Wallace, Jane Morris. And there might be somebody else who directed in Canada. And um, uh, um, Kelly's wife, uh, George. Oh, um. And, and Libra. Libra. Yep. Yeah. The, we are the only ones. You were the yeah. only ones. Yeah. Was that it? That was a challenging road? Yes. Yes. <laughs> to it, put it politely. But, but I mean, I think it's challenging for everyone because it's a different, it's not like you have the show, the book of the show in front of you. Right. You're dealing with the most creative people and the funniest hybrids from their families, from their circle of friends. Mm -hmm. These are people who wind up working together. And so, and you're kind of like the grown-up and the coordinating force. And that doesn't always, you know, it's right. not always easy. Certainly not always easy. Uh, luckily, I had, you know, Sheldon was my mentor, and he would come. And my friends, Rob Riley and uh, Dominic Busey, who were, Beauty, who were with me with the Reification Company, were, were like, you know, re gave really good notes mu for, about the music in particular, which is, you know, I'm clueless about. And, uh, and so I That's just heard music is hard. where we wanted to go. And so, uh, and so was Jim Cordy, who, you know, who's a, a director in right. Chicago, who's a wonderful guy. Um, but it is where I met Pat Finn oh. and Dave Keckner, Renee Albert, uh, uh, Jen Eslin, and. Uh, um, Matt Dwyer. Yep. You don't have to prompt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just move my mouth and George will talk. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, and I, I was, George was getting ready to do the show on CBS. And the whole time I'm seeing Pat, I'm thinking, you know, he's, he, he's from the North Side, but he was so much like, George, and he was like the missing link, the missing Wendt brother. <laughs> and uh, George is getting ready to do the show, and I said, you have to see Pat Finn. He's perfect to play your brother. He's just perfect. And so uh, George brought uh, um, a Peter Tolan, who was uh, one of the producers of the show, and they came and 
pull Pat out. Oh, wow. And I'm Ryan Finn's godmother. So there. <laughs> Very godmother. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I would always say to his kids when they were little because they were my, like my surrogate grandkids, I would say, you have a godmother, but I'm your comedy godmother. <laughs> George is your comedy godfather. So I love it. Yeah. When did you move to Los Angeles? I, uh, uh, I got a pilot okay. in uh, uh, the, at the end of September in 1979. And NBC brought me to Los Angeles in October of 79. So it, the show is called the, um, the Show Must Go On. Did once, I think, <laughs> and, um, and at least in, showed in the show. Uh, I, it was Rick Overton was in it. It was his first pilot as well. Wow! And so was uh, um, Wendy Goldman, who was also in Lemmings. Um, and let's see, who else uh, that you would know? I, I don't know. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, too. I think I did like four pilots with him, but. Um, That's what brought you got out to me LA. Here. And and um, I, it was supposed to be a live. It was NBC. It was supposed to be a live show, okay. like Saturday Night Live, only prime time. Okay. So it was uh, not as edgy, if you could imagine. Mm, right. But we did. We worked together to be like an ensemble for like mm. six weeks, and so we did two weekend shows at now what is now. In, it's not the Wiltern, it's the Wilshire Theater the Wil in yeah. Beverly Hills. Okay. So live shows, live audiences, and then they pulled out whatever they wanted out of both of those weekends. Nothing, nothing happened with the show, but people came and I got agents and they said, you better get out here right away. So, um, so, so, Packed so up. while I was, well, I got these agents and so I looked for an, a place uh, to rent and I asked, my mother and George to forge my check from the pilot <laughs> so that the so that the Bill check would yep. no well so the check, you know, the first last month in security deposit oh, right. with Pat would clear and so I got the, and then like time passed and I get back to LA and I mean back to Chicago <laughs> and I say to George, So you did and he goes, Oh, we couldn't do it. <laughs> no one could forge your signature. I go, oh. <laughs> so the check bounces, and I have to come back out and find another oh. uh, uh, another place to live, which is, thank God. I don't know what I would have done with two kids above, like, Hollywood Boulevard. I, I mean, it was just like <laughs> transients and prostitutes and things uh, like that. Ah, nothing much has changed. Our neighborhood in Chicago was like that. I didn't need another one like right? that. So, so I had to come back and rent another one. And then while I was here looking for another place, oh no, there, there was a fire in our apartment in Chicago. So I had to move anyway. But, <laughs> but uh, and, and then I found this place through friends that I had here. So I've lived in Studio City in the exact same neighborhood for 31 years. Oh wow! And I guarantee you, you can put any neighborhood in New York or Chicago or any big metropolitan area, it, mine is equally as convenient. I never have to drive. I can take public transportation yep. everywhere. I'm by the best school, library, so there. So everything's there. Everything is there. I love it.
That's so I'm cool. still there. So you're I'm still <laughs> married to the same person. So we have five children. So. <laughs> so what was it like when George got Cheers? Well, it's crazy because he had, he both of us were like working right. right away, and he had already done this other show, and um, and they just asked him to be a guest on Cheers, and his his agents went, oh, well, it's just a guest, I don't know. Right. And he goes, oh, I think I want to do it. Well, there you go. There you go. And you were also on Cheers. I was on Cheers. I was, uh, I was the love interest. The love interest. Of, uh, John Ratzenberger. Yep. And then, I was, and then I was also Vera's voice forever, yep. looking for my beloved husband. Yeah. There you go. And I, that is, that is you with the... No, that's not me well, with a pie go. in the face because I was on Gary Shandling at the same... We had the same shooting schedule well, there you go. as Cheers, so... So then that photo lied. That's a body double. There you go. But, but, me. but it was your... Yeah. But, it, but it was technically Vera. It is Vera, yeah. But, but not you. you. Yeah, and the last... Uh, in the last episode, it's Vera's... It's, those are my legs outside the door where you hear Vera's voice and I'm sitting <laughs> through the window. Oh, there you go. And then you were also on a hit show, It's the Gary Shanley Show, with yeah. Gary Shanley. It, well, it wasn't exactly a hit. Oh, I, in my mind, it, it was, was a hit. A, it, I loved it that show. It was a show. cult. It was a cult, it yes. It was a cult. Uh, but we were the first um, cable show to be nominated for an, a primetime Emmy. Right. The very first. What and was the audition process for, like oh, for that? Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so I had a, a baby. I seem to be always having babies. <laughs> I just had a baby, and Noni Newton Breen, uh, Riley, who uh, and I were having a baby shower for John Smet and Jan Vina, also Second City friends. And um, uh, uh, my agents called and go, they want to see you on this. I don't know. We, we don't know what this is about. They want to see you right away. And I go, oh, well. <laughs> George is out of town, I have to find a baby. So I went down the street and asked the neighbor girl to come and watch my daughter, Hillary, who was just a year old. And I went to this audition and, and um, people didn't, they, they, this is a callback and, yeah. and they'd seen everybody. So um, somebody had signed in and, and um, they didn't want to go first because they oh, just didn't want to be first. And so I go, You never want to be first well, or you're either first or last. Mother, right. I'm going to go first because I've got to go home I gotta and go feed and get the out. baby. So I signed, I signed, I'll go. And um, I had gotten the sides um, from the casting director. So I go in and I have the sides in my hand. And uh, the other actor, it was Michael Tucci, starts to read. And it's not the sides that I have. No. Yeah. So I improvised, and everybody from Showtime was there, and all the producers, and it got big laughs, and people are like looking at their <laughs> scripts, and they're going. And so then, uh, then I think, all right, I'm done with that. I better go home and feed the baby before I start leaking. So, uh, <laughs> so, so then they go, uh, can you, and this is before cell phones, remember. Oh. In the olden days, and so uh, so they go. Can you wait? I go. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll wait. And so then I was there for like two and a half hours longer, and it turned out that I went to work the next day. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. I I don't know if anybody else <laughs> improvised their way into 
And actually, they changed it to what I had improvised. Really? But Gary was like, I mean, Gary was Was there a lot of improv, uh, did you improvise a lot on set? No, 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 and no one, now people, you know, will say, if you want to have fun with that, which means make it funny by improvising. Right. Uh, uh, they, they didn't like that. I mean, you couldn't say if it said the, you wouldn't say the. I mean, it was just very rigid. They didn't right. think improvisation was appropriate or whatever. And that's fine. There were great writers or whatever. But it was just this. And, and Gary was also, I, when I was in Off the Wall, another improv group. Yeah, I was, I was just going to bring up uh, Off the Gary Wall. Gary did workshops with, with, uh, with Dean Marcus, who was an offshoot of the San Francisco improvisational scene. And so, um, but he didn't know me. You know, I mean, he didn't, right. didn't have any, like, connection or anything. But there he is in that photo. And Off the Wall is uh, one of the longest the running, longest we, running we improv. We were working here for, like, a group. couple of years. Yeah. 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 And uh, there we are. So there, there you Edinburgh, guys are, kind yeah, of yeah. all throughout time. Yeah, yeah. It's like one big happy family. It is, you know, I mean, and it is an extended family. I mean, that's one of the gifts of having this experience, having worked at Second City, is that these are your extended family, the, yeah. the dearest people, you love them, and you're with them for selfish reasons. You want to <laughs> laugh yes. as hard as everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It, ma it makes you feel good. It brings out the best of you, it's, and why not spend every moment you can with people that you like rather than yeah. people you don't like. Yeah, it's a gift, you know what I mean? And, uh, well, I have to say this. When George and, um, when George and Joel and Danny Breen were roommates, when George and I decided we were going to get married, and that's a whole other story. <laughs> Down to Polo's fault, really, that we got married. Uh, but they, my sons, who were then like six and seven, mm -hmm believed that Danny Breen was going to live with us <laughs> as their sibling. Oh. They just thought that that was great, that George Danny, but then Danny Breen will live with us. Well, that's, you grow up with, like, I yeah. think it was, for me, it was like, you know, you, I grew up with all of my dad's friends who were Second City and SCTV, and that's who, you, those are your extended family. Right, and that's, exactly. Some people are like, you're friends with so I'm like, well, yeah, it's just, that's who I know, and that's normal for me. And the funniest me. human beings on and the planet. Yeah, exactly, and it's the, it's the greatest environment to kind of be brought up in because... It's almost that's another free education because you're learning from people and what they do and how yeah. they improvise yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's which is amazing. Now you also did a play with your husband, George. Oh, I did. Never yeah. too never too late. Never too late. It was way too late. Was it way too late? <laughs> but the audience didn't know. <laughs> uh, they were far away. What was that what was that like oh, working together? So, oh my god, it was so much fun. And he got me out of the house. So <laughs> I wasn't dealing with like the, the floods or the exploding water heater or whatever. I was going to say, so, did you rehearse at home? No. No, you were just no. like, let's do everything. No. Work we just in, in, But this it was is... so great. It was so much fun. We were there for four and a half months. And uh, uh, people were so nice, Kansas, despite the politics and the governor. Uh, uh, you know, just everybody was really lovely. And, you know, it's the first time I ever got a job by sleeping with the, 
lead actor. <laughs> that kind of, that, I'd do it again in a minute. Same guy. Is that, is that how you got Fox in the Fairway? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we are. There and that go. was in, that was the next year in Calgary. It was really fun too. Oh, that's. Yeah, really, really fun. I love it. Now, you are constantly taking classes still, and you're improvising all the time. You just are, you're always going, you're the energizer bunny of, of wow. improv. And I love it, because you always have so much energy and so much spunk. Oh, thank you, you're a doll. <laughs> spunk. Uh, I, well, I was back in, uh, I was back in college. I went, um, after I got back from directing the Second City show in Chicago, mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, you know, my acting career as an older woman in Hollywood is a bit uh, wanting. So I just did, I went back to school. I went to, I started taking classes, and, um, but I didn't tell anyone. I came home from school. I, my class, one class was Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at 9.20, to 10. 45 or whatever. Morning person, yeah. So I'm coming home, and my mother lived with me at the time, and I, I walked in, she goes, where have you been? <laughs> I know you're not going to the gym because you don't come all home all sweaty. Are you having an affair? <laughs> I go, no, I'm in school. She goes, oh my God, <laughs> what are you thinking? Isn't there enough homework in this insane house without you doing homework too? Oh, wow. So, but anyway, so I w went back to school and... Uh, Got your degree. I did. Did I you did. get a second degree I, as well? I didn't because luckily, every time I register for classes, I get a job. So, oh, good. So that's my lucky charm, so... Oh, my gosh. You were also, you did a sketch um, with Brian Gallivan in Sassy Gay Friend, which I actually have that clip. Um, uh, great Expectations where, uh, let's see if you can see a little product placement that uh, was in this. Right, yeah, I think it's the first commercial. I think it's did. the first commercial. And that only maybe. May that I is don't true. Know. Let's take a look. About it, don't you? Well, I have been in a rut, and I've been so cruel. You have been a total dick in this character. But you can try something new. Speaking of which, what, what, what are you drinking? Well, it was what I was drinking when he left me. F-T-S. F- what S? Make it your way with Mio. Flip it, tip it, sip it. That's good. Uh, what is it called? Mio. Mio? Mio. Mio? Mio. Why do we keep repeating it? Because they're paying me. I've taken control of my beverage and my life. Okay, they're paying me, not you, so calm down. She's a stupid bitch. <laughs> I love when those came out and they became viral hits. And I remember seeing them on, I saw him do them on the stage at Second City because that's when I was working there um, oh. at the box office. And so I saw his a gay friend. Yeah, so funny. Live and in yeah. person. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, so what are you currently working on right now? You still do an improv show monthly yes. at the Fanatics. Fanatic. Fanatic. It's not exactly monthly, oh. although it will be this cycle because uh, Dan Castellaneta and Deb Costa have a play that they're going to do at the Fanatic. Okay. So we have another show coming up 
uh, October 8th. But we do, Check that out. Uh, and, and I'm with Paul Sand, who oh, wow. was in like original, not the original company, but very early on at Second City. And Jane Morris and Jeff Moltowski, who you yeah. should nope. talk I, to both of those Yes, I, they are on my list of okay. people to talk to. Um, and, uh, and we have a, it's a Sunday workshop that we primarily work on things that we're writing. Right. And, but we do games and, and uh, long form. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. So, well, I do um, a little something at the end, and okay. I kind of the can Candy Connection. Yes, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, which we discussed earlier. Yes. You, you technically are the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but for this six degrees of Kevin Bacon, only we use it with my dad, John yeah. Candy. Uh -huh. So we're gonna go with this. Um, you, Bernadette. Yes. We're in Second City. Yes. And so was my dad, John Candy. But I also know him through Sheldon, through Sheldon and George. But I think I can do this. But I think I can do a longer, okay, a, a longer, more six, slightly long. Jason, you want to help me with this one? I gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Bernadette, you were in the. It's the Gary Shandling show yes. with Gary Shandling. Yes. Gary Shandling was also in Iron Man Two with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. used to date Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker is married right now to Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Matthew Broderick was in The Producers with Nathan Lane. Yes. Nathan Lane was currently in The People vs. O.J. Simpson with John Travolta. John Travolta played Edith Turnblad in uh, the movie yes. Hairspray. Uh -huh. George played also Edith in the musical Broadway version of Hairspray. So what a pretty photo. George was on SNL yes. with Chris Farley in yes. The Bear Sketches. Yes. Chris Farley was in Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Dan Aykroyd was in Great Outdoors with John Candy. Thus, a very long version of The Candy Connection. City and just you're I admire you so much just because of everything that you've done and accomplished and still do thank you and I always love the pearls because you're always so classy <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much.